Giants Nation, we're back. Season one, episode five, row one sports podcast. And I gotta start it off with a question from my man Jess. I'm curious, the world's curious about these Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Can you tell me a little bit? Yeah, you know, I haven't got to try it yet. I was like, I tried to make my way down there, but the line was around the corner. They look delicious. They look delicious. I haven't tried them yet, but uh, you know, we'll try them. We'll get back to you guys. Awesome. All right, let's get into our sponsorships. Uh, Car Castle. Best spot for used cars on Long Island, my boy Daryl. Hit him up if you need some new whips. Uh, also, if anybody is interested in sponsoring Row One Sports Podcast, we'd love to give you a shout out, put you some clout, give you some marketing, whatever you need. Obviously, our main sponsor, the Drip Kit, never fit in, always stand out. And uh, stay tuned for the fall collection coming soon. We're going to be having some hoodies, some long sleeves, some crew necks. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting once the summer summer's over. Uh, everyone's going to need a hoodie, so let's roll into it. Um, so we also, before we, we, we dive right into the game, uh, we wanted to talk to you guys about the Bills giveaway that we are definitely doing. We are giving away two free seats. Um, tune into our Twitter. We're going to be posting how to win, and uh, we'll give that away to a, to a lucky listener or fan. Yeah, we'll be in our typical Section 149, Row 1, Week 1, Cannot Wait. It's coming soon. I mean, I'm sorry, Week 2, but it's the home opener. Uh, tailgate, usually lot F. Yeah, absolutely. So the winner of this giveaway will also be invited to the tailgate. Uh, it's going to be fun. Cannot wait. Come chill with us for a little bit. Um, also, episode six, next week's episode, is going to have a really large fantasy segment. So you guys are more than welcome. Send us your teams. We'll go over them, do a little segment on that. That'll be really cool. So we'll hop into that next week. Yeah, fantasy is going to be fun. I know our draft is in... Two weeks, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think two weeks. I got the 12, 11th pick in one. Ooh, maybe like a Julio, Mike Thomas. No, we don't want to give away too many. That's true. You know? So I'll be quiet till next week. All right, let, let's get into the Giants. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. So essentially, we want to just start off with some stock up, stock down things. Um, we're going to start on defense. Stock down, Nate Stupar missed uh, just infinite amount of tackles, three or four missed tackles this week. He really didn't look good in coverage either. I, I don't know if he's really going to make the team now. I know he's a special teams guy as well, but obviously the Giants need rotational linebackers, and he did not look good. So I, I, his stock is really down. Um, another guy whose stock is down is Jabril. He got beat by uh, C.J. Uzoma on a, on a bad touchdown. I think it was like a 26-yard touchdown. Nice throw, but, I mean, listen, we can't have our say. We, we've seen that enough, so hopefully Jabril can start uh, – uh, playing better in coverage. Yeah, and I know you touched on it with Stupar. I mean, his main value and the reason why he's on this roster is going to be special teams mainly. I don't think we expect him to play any sort of start, starting linebacker. And no, was, but it's good to have though. We do, we do need, we do need the uh, the depth. Pieces. I mean, he cannot, he can't tackle anybody. He looked horrible. He was running around without a head. Like, he couldn't tackle you. Nights. He couldn't tackle you. He couldn't, I would mix him. Mix him. And then yeah, obviously Jabril Peppers let up that touchdown. Don't want to see that. Still preseason, we're not game planning. I don't expect that to be a theme for him. Uh, some stock down on the offensive side of the ball. I know we spoke very highly about the offensive line in last week's episode. Uh, Nate Solder didn't look particularly good. Yeah. 
uh, against the Bengals, although we, you know it was, it was a win. Uh, but it got beat a few times against the ones. Daniel Jones took a huge hit courtesy of Nate Solder's blocking. Yes, he got yes, beat. Remmers yeah. got beat as well. And Daniel Jones took a monster hit. Monster. I, I haven't seen. Yeah, I really. I haven't seen a, our quarterback, including you. Know, I haven't seen our, our guys get hit like that in a while. Yeah. I mean, he got blasted, but he got up uh, next play and just threw a dart to Slayton. Um, next to Solder was Will Hernandez. Didn't play particularly well either. He had three holding penalties. Looked like he got beat once or twice. I mean, he was going against Geno Atkins, who's obviously a premier pass rusher yeah. in the league, and he's a problem for anybody, especially a second-year player like Will. But we got pro. We have Pro Bowl hopes, or close to Pro Bowl hopes, for, for Hernandez this year. So hopefully Hernandez turns it around. I'm not too worried about him. He's a he's a really good player, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll be fine with him. And obviously Solder and Hernandez, these guys aren't playing for a roster spot. Uh, they are going to be our starting left side of the line. Um, so it, it, you know. Not too big of a deal. I'm sure they'll get their shit right for, for week one. Klatz, on the other hand, two drop passes. One was a touchdown. I mean, Eli took the team down his first drive. I know his Eli stats, he was only four for eight yeah. for a little bit over 40 yards. But, I mean, he hit Klatz on a, on a slant route that should have been a touchdown. I mean, we need Klatz to come down with that ball when the season's close. And, obviously, you guys know we're talking very highly of Cody Lattimore. He's one of the guys that we've called on, particularly – to step up and, and really take a huge jump in the second year of, of, of the offense and can't be having those drops. I mean, you dropped two passes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, one pass for a touchdown. Listen, the Giants need to capitalize when they're in the red zone, and hopefully Klatz gets it together by uh, come Dallas. So, so some stock up on, on defense. Dexter Lawrence, he had a, a play where he there was a pass deflection, and he took on a double team and kind of just rocked the center. It was a, a really nice play, and it's nice to see – Dexter putting some pressure on the quarterback and putting his hand in there. Well, that's what we called on from Dexter. I mean, like we said, he's not going to fill the stat sheet. But what I want to see from Dexter Lawrence is I want him to be the, the nose of the defense. Yeah. I want him to make sure that the quarterback is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't I don't want he, – he, he had a great pass deflection. I mean, if he's going to do that once or twice a game, yeah. he's going to be a problem. I, no, I agree. And the Giants obviously trading Stacks Harrison away. They need that that, that – interior defensive lineman to, to really dominate and push the pocket, and it seems like he's doing that so far. Another guy who looked good, um, X-Men, wow, he looked fast. I, I know he had a couple played, uh, one of his sacks there, uh, the uh, the left tackle, you know, just forgot to block, but listen, you take your sacks however you can get them. He looks fast. X-Men, I think, is going to be a premier pass rusher for us this year. Well, yeah, it's also a confidence thing, just just so he gets a sack. Absolutely, the of course, of course. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about X-Men. I, I think he's going to be a big part of the defense this year. Uh, Ballantyne had a, he was like all over the field, a lot of tackles, uh, a couple pass breakups, one that could have went for six, but um, he may have jumped it too early. But I, I really like the way Ballantyne's playing, and he's going to be a really big part of the, uh, the defense going forward. I would really like to see these small school kids start to compete. I mean, Ballantyne from Washburn, six-round pick, yeah. flying around making plays all over like he's like he's a first-round pick. I mean, he's got, you know what the thing about Ballantyne is? He's just, he's got like that confidence and that swag to him that the Giants need in the secondary. I know he's small, but he's physical and, he, and he's really talented. He's got nothing to lose. He's no. a six-round pick. Oh, he's locked. I mean, he's been his 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 spot's been locked. No, I'm not saying. I, obviously, he's going to be a giant, but yeah. he he's supposed he's, he might start with that, yeah. especially with Baker's health yeah. in question. Exactly. I mean, Ballantyne's a stud. I mean, he made a few mistakes in the Jet game. I know he got beat. Yeah. He got called for a pass interference, but like we said, we want to see that out of our corners. We yeah. want to see them make mistakes. It's going to happen. You can never you can never have too many corners. So if the Giants have a 
he got a sixth round steal, and Valentine will be really happy. It looks like it, man. He's also uh, a factor in the return game, too. He's yeah. returning our punts. Yeah. Uh, and as long as he has a short memory as a corner, which all good cornerbacks do, yeah. I th- I think this kid could could have earn a spot. Totally agree. All right, so stock up on the offensive side of the ball. Jesse kind of disagrees with me. I'm going to stick with it. I think Eli played another great game. Uh, Shermer saw enough to take him out of the game relatively quick. Usually um, our team plays opposite the second half. I, I would like to see him play a little more, though. I don't understand what the rush is. I saw Kirk Cousins today was played into the second quarter. Uh, he came in. Kyler came Murray out. played into the second quarter. What, why, what's the point of pulling him right away? I Let him get some count. I don't know. Yeah, I see that. I mean, he's a 16-year guy. I you know what you're getting out of him. Nothing's. I mean, I know you we wanted to, pieces, so. to build up some chemistry with yeah. the O-line and the receivers, but... Again, aside from that Cody Latimer drop, I mean, he took us right down the field. And that was against ones, too. Yep. Uh, against the Bears, against the Jets, he didn't really see too many starting defenders, but this was their starting defense. At least the offense is moving. It is moving. Without Saquon. Yep. We'll, get, it, we'll and get into Chet. that. And, and Chet. Tate, pretty much. And Tate. Uh, Britton Golden played pretty well. I mean, he made that one huge mistake on the fumble, but I think his head was just a little jumbled. He's yeah. still a rookie. Uh, was able to... Catch some balls from Danny Dimes. That punt touchdown. Took the punt back to the house. Kind of reminded me of a little bit of Victor Cruz, you know? Yeah, like the, the hype was, the hype was yeah. crazy. Uh, uh, so crazy. his stock is definitely up in my eyes. Evan Ingram back healthy. Caught a small two or three yard slant, which Shermer no, no, likes to do. it wasn't a slant. It was more like a screen. He likes, a screen. Shermer likes to get Ingram going uh, horizontally yeah. and then... Let's him use his speed to go upfield, which I definitely saw. His concussions weren't an issue. His knee, his ankles, which had been bothering him, weren't an issue, and he looked fast. His blocking looks a lot better, and I was excited to see 88 back on the field. Like we said, expect him to have a huge year, huge year with OBJ out. We spoke about his some of his stats. We're expecting, what, like 700 yards and probably like 70 or 80 cut grabs. Yeah, I, I don't know about 80, but I could definitely see 70, touch, uh, 70 grabs. Hopefully seven, eight touchdowns for Ingram this year. So, obviously, stock up. Daniel Jones, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about it. What do you think? I think Daniel Jones. I mean, like, he's the hype. And I I saw Peter Schrager on NFL Network kind of said, like, everybody who said the Giants should not draft Daniel Jones, I want you to go apologize. you got to apologize. You're wrong. And, listen, I, I don't know if I said this yet, but when the draft came around, I wanted Dwayne Haskins and, like, I, I appreciate you being honest about that. I mean, that and yeah. I'm going to give you some credit in a second, so hold on. Thank but, you. But I wanted Dwayne Haskins. Don't say, oh, you're wrong. Like, there's a lot. Almost everybody wanted Dwayne Haskins for the Giants. So, I'm listen, the thing about me being wrong is, and people who aren't Giant fans being wrong is, I'm happy to be wrong because it helps me. If you're wrong, you just kind of look silly. So I'm really happy that Daniel Jones so far in preseason has proved us wrong. He looks great. He was 9 for 11. 141 yards. He's got 140 pass rating in the preseason. He's looking poised to to probably play this year. I know you don't want him to play. I, as I said, I want him to, to. I want the Giants to play the best guy. And right now, I believe that's Eli. But listen, if anything were to happen to Eli, it seems like we're in really good hands with Daniel Jones. So, I, and I know you wanted him. Eric did say when the it was leaking that the Giants are going to draft Daniel Jones at six. Everyone's bugging out. I was bugging out. I wanted Dwayne Haskins, which wasn't crazy. And Eric said, I think, you know what, well, this is what we're going to do. I know where Dave Gettleman's head is at, and the Giants did it. So, Yeah, I'd like to I like to think that I'm one of one in Giants Nation. Not only, two of two, you and Gettleman. Get, right, Gettleman. I called the pick at six. 
I said, this is the guy we're going to take. Uh, we had enough dra- draft capital to take him at six and then still have another first-round pick and then uh, trade for DeAndre Baker to then eventually have three picks. Right. Um, so I'm extremely happy the way DeAndre Jones working out. I knew this was going to happen. And the best play that he's made in my eyes this preseason was against the Bengals. He took that massive hit, yes. like we said. I've never, yes. I've never seen a quarterback take a hit like that. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I'll tell you that he got, he got slammed. But then the very next play, which is how you measure a quarterback, is what you do the, the play after a mistake. He gets up and throws a thirty-five yard Dark. laser yep. to Darius Slayton for kind a touchdown. Of a back shoulder he wasn't, he wasn't even phased. No, he wasn't even phased, and that meant so much to me. Right when I saw that, I was like, "Wow! Like this kid is for real. Like he's poised." He's obviously got the skill set. You see him, you know, just he from... He has command. Like the eyeball test yeah. is, is, he, is he there. Does pay. He passes the eyeball test. I agree. IQ's high. He has he has command of the offense. Right now, so far, the, the, the early reviews on Daniel Jones have been outstanding. And another thing that you like to bring up, I mean, this guy had 17 rushing touchdowns at Duke. You haven't, We haven't even seen another dimension of his game yet. It's, he, I don't think he has a rush yet in the preseason. Like, I think that once the Giants, once Daniel Jones plays, whatever that may be... RPO, the RPO in, in the Giants system is really going to come out, and I think it's going to be really scary with, with Saquon and, and DJ. Dude, the RPO in New York would be crazy. Crazy. If we started running RPOs. Me and you would be running RPOs in the street. <laughs> Dude, if, if we're running RPOs, right? We've never seen with that. Saquon Barkley and all of a sudden Evan Ingram streaking. Streaking. And then that complements so well for, da- for Golden Tate and Stone Shepard. They're not going to, you know... Beat you over the top. They're they're gonna make their money within the middle of the chains. Yeah, middle of the field. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, some other position battles that we got going on is at running back. I will stand by Wayne Gallman at number two, just like how I will stand by Eli at number one. Yeah. This is someone that I've rooted for since we drafted him. I think he ex- has exactly what it takes to be a starting running back. Um, obviously with you Saquon. Maybe alone on that. Maybe. Well, I don't think so. I think with. Obviously, with Saquon there, he's not going to get a chance to to show his full potential. Yeah. But he's my number two running back. He could catch well out of the backfield. He could block when he's neat, when he when he's asked to, and he's not really susceptible to mistakes. I expect a jump he, hit from he him. He does look good behind that O line, though. You know, he and he looks pretty good. And maybe that's just a credit to how good the O line is going to be in the run game. I I just think there's a significant uptick from Rod Smith and Paul Perkins and John Hilleman yeah. to Wayne Gallman. That's just what I, I think. I agree. That's just I what agree. I think. I mean, obviously, Rod Smith scored another touchdown. Hillman, too. Scored against the Bengals. Yeah. Hillman scored again. Um, Perkins really didn't do much, though. Yeah, he, he was, uh, I think he had three catches for 26 or so yards or something like that. But, um, yeah, Perkins, he's, he's a solid receiver. He's just, he's not great running in between the tackles. And for the Giants to, uh, to, to keep Perkins and Smith, I, I don't know. They're going to have to obviously go. They're going to keep three backs. So who do you predict we go with? I think it's obviously Saquon Galman is locked in at number two. So you do agree with me on that? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you that okay. Galman's locked in at two. And then I would go probably with Rod Smith, to be honest with you. Yeah, I definitely would agree. I would take Saquon one, win Galman two. And I'm going to go with Rod Smith just because he has proven experience, played with the Cowboys, knows the Cowboys system, which could be you know benefit as well. Right. Um, and then Paul Perkins, I just I just don't think he's going to make the roster. He was injured last year, yeah. not really showing any signs of significant improvement. I think he does have a place in the league, though, Paul Perkins. No, I think he, he will keep him on the practice. Because remember, he was our starting running back going into the I think the yeah, but Jerry Reese picked him, and I, Jerry I Reese he's automatically at a disadvantage yeah. because that's why I'm so shocked that Wayne Gallman's still with us. That's right. why I think he's so good. Right? Because 
through all the guys that that Gettleman let walk out of the building, they kept Galman. Yeah. So I would like to see they, they him like stick him. with us. They, they do like him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Galman. I want to see him tilt the rock a few times. You talk he, about him like he's your brother. He's yeah. dope. I yeah. mean, I'm, has he ever scored a touchdown? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't think he has a touchdown. I mean, he's not going to get too many opportunities. So. No, he's got a few touchdowns. So, yeah, John Hillman, I appreciate you coming to camp with us. It <laughs> doesn't look like you're making the squad, though. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, the linebackers, obviously we've been talking. This has been a trend uh, for us throughout the, uh, the, the podcast so far. Uh, we know Ogletree is going to be starting. I know Ogletree is a little banged up right now, but we know Ogletree is going to be starting week one. I think Shermer said that he's not too worried about him playing. He'll be fine. And the other inside linebacker position – Still between Connolly, Tate Davis, and B.J. Goodson. So it kind of looked like Tate Davis was going to be the starter. Then it went to shifting a lot about Connolly kind of taking the starting position away from Davis. And then B.J. Goodson had a good game last night. So it's going to be a real weird um, decision on, on behalf of Pat Shermer. I would still choose Davis to start. But I definitely would not be surprised if um, Connolly is starting very soon in the beginning of the season. And, and I'm still going to say I think B.J. Goodson's still going to be cut. The Giants love Connolly and what he brings. I mean, he's made a few eye-opening plays from the linebacker, linebacker position. Very fast. It's, really it's like, wow, who was that kid? Yeah. And then it's like Ryan Connolly, which is great. I mean, I don't know what happened to B.J. Goodson, though. He was, he was a good player for us last year. Yeah, just, I don't know. I know he's injury-prone, but when he's on the field, he, he's viable. He's, he is viable, just I don't know if he's what the Giants are looking for. He's not great in coverage. He's not too fast. Yeah. No, so. I mean, with four linebackers, it's going to be tough for B.J. Goodson to make the team if he's going to continuously get hurt yeah. and not play to the level that he's expected to. Yeah. I mean, listen, these linebackers are going to have to stay with tight ends. They're going to have to stay with running backs. And I don't yeah. think B.J. Goodson is capable of doing that. Conley, on the other hand, is fast. Davis is okay in coverage, not great. But Conley's very fast, and hopefully... You know, if he starts, if he continues to play well, I think Conley could be yeah. the starting inside linebacker this year. I would like to make another row one sports prediction. I was right on Daniel Jones. If BJ Goodson gets cut, I believe that he'll end up on the Redskins. That's just I say. Thought. I said Cowboys, but yes, definitely within the NFC. because Goodson's a good player. He has stats. There's tape on him that shows that he could play in the NFL. I mean, week one against the Cowboys, we were at the game. He had 18 tackles. Yeah. I mean, that could be a credit to not being able to stop the run, but he's obviously an NFL linebacker. Yeah. He's just been on the downturn, and I don't think he has a spot on, on at least the starting four linebacker. Probably not on our team. But and, he's gonna, and he's definitely on the roster bubble. So another position battle that we're looking at, surprisingly enough, is the punter position. I mean, this kid Johnny Towson came yeah. in and, punt, and out-punted Riley Dixon. Yeah. I don't know. Dixon only had one punt, and Towson had three. Now, you could say that it's preseason, so they're not going to – uh, play Dixon, but like it's it's the punt, like kicker. Obviously, it's just Rosas. So why wouldn't if Dixon was the clear cut starter? I would think that Dixon would just fully be punting. That's obviously not the case. It's a, it seems like it's a real competition. And like we said, we don't want to overlook the punter position. It's very very important. Special teams is how you win championships. You can't win a championship without special teams. It's yeah. very important to to determine the field position. It helps your defense. Flip the field, and like we said, our defense isn't built. To play without field position, like, yeah, that's no. not a luxury that we currently have. But I would like to, I would like to see Riley Dixon win the job. Hopefully, I mean, it does. It's not really a great sign that they're bringing another kid to, to compete with him. Yeah. But I mean, he's a vet, he's been in the league for a while. We know he could do it. Let's just see a little little improvement from last year and whatever he's doing in camp. Totally agree. Um, lastly, the actually not lastly, but punters, uh, the uh, punt, punt and kick returners this year. 
Right now, it looks like Valentine, Valentine is going to be returning kicks. Um, that could change maybe some Latimer, but we'll see. Probably going to be Valentine. And then punts is a little weird because it's, it could be Peppers, but then when Tate gets back, Tate's always returned punts, so it's very possible that Golden Tate could be returning punts uh, come week five. So we got to keep a, keep an eye on that. Both of those guys from punt returner standpoints are good. They're yeah. really good. I'd be happy with both of them. I agree. But Tate's a good Tate's a pretty good punt returner. He's reliable. What? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's Pat Shermer spoke about it. You. The most important part of the punt returning job is to catch the ball. Yeah. And we've seen too many times and we've lost too many games on drop punts. It's an easy, easy thing in the NFL. It, and you know what? It, it kills, can't happen. It kills your defense. They, they get a stop and you're... They're you're chilling ready, on the bench. They're chilling and they got to come right back out. It's like, that's how you give up a lot of points. We can't have that happen this year. But I don't think that would be the case with Tate. I, I don't think peppers. we're good enough of a team to give away free points. That's not an option for us, honestly. No. So. And, and then to round out the position battles, I was looking at the tight end position, uh, more more in the third, uh, the third tight end. Yeah, spot. because obviously Ingram, Rhett, and then Dickerson or Simonson. Right. So Garrett Dickerson made a nice play, which couple, we noticed. Yeah, he has two, catches. two catches for thirty yards last week. Uh, so he made a few plays uh, versus the Bears. And Scott Simonson's trending down. He didn't have any targets, no catches, Conrad and too. a drop. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke about Conrad. I predicted him to make the roster a little bit prematurely. I don't know about that. I don't think he makes a team. I think the best guy guy who has the best chance right now is Dickerson. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, All right, let's get into our favorite segment. Mine and Jesse's Drip Kit Player of the Week, brought to you by the Drip Kit. Never fit in, always stand out. For me, the guy who stood out most, Corey Ballantyne. It was obvious was flying around the field, pass breakups, making plays in the run game, a solid corner who could tackle, who I love. I love that that capability of, from him. And I would just like to see him continue to improve every single week. He's a rookie six-round corner from a small school. I'm not saying that he's not going to make mistakes. But this third, this third corner, especially with DeAndre Baker's knee injury, is up for grabs, and someone's got to make a jump for it. And it's going to be... A young, young player. Another thing that I kind of that crossed my mind this week is Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer aren't afraid to play a younger player, which is something that Tom Coughlin and Jerry Reese never did. If you remember, unless you're a first round draft pick, you're really not getting into the starting lineup until you're at least a year or two in. Right. Which do you notice that? Like it's very different. These if you're good and you could compete, you could play over a five or six year veteran, i.e. BJ Goodson, why he might get cut. The Giants need to play the best players available. Rookie, veteran, under exactly. I don't care. So, But Sherman's willing to do that. Yes, I agree. Uh, my drip kit, drip kit player of the week is Kevin Zeitler. I, I mean, just nobody gets by him. It's like every time, that every snap, he's just he's got his guy locked up. So Zeitler is so far first impressions of him. Pro Bowl caliber player. Hopefully he makes the Pro Bowl this year. Um, I have seen pretty much nothing. To, to be worried about with Kevin Zeitler on the uh, at the right guard slot for the Giants this year. Yeah, he's also our highest pro football focus rated overall player. Yeah, which is something that we definitely expected. He's a, he's an unbelievable talent. Jared, uh, I'm sorry, Dave Gettleman thought very highly of him. Went out and traded for him. Now we got him. He's making improvements that are easily easily seen. Yeah, so we want to move to the fan questions. Um, thank you, Scooch, for hitting us with a fan question. Um, he wants to know how high is Slayton's ceiling. Okay, so Darius Slayton made an unbelievable play, and 
He's been nicked up on injury, so it's hard for the coaching staff and for the fans like me and Jesse to get a good read on him. But I saw that he ran a 4.3-something in, in the combine. was yeah, the fastest ran, ran player four, in college four, football. Three, and for the short term, looking at Darius Slayton, it looks like he could be a deep threat. And it looks like he could take over the responsibilities of Corey Coleman. But he also he also looked like a very good, strong receiver. He went up and made that play. Um, on the left side of the sideline against yeah. against the Bengals. Should Listen, have been a touchdown. The Giants are going to need him to step up this year. That's obvious. So as far as the as ceiling goes for Darius Layton for this year, I mean, it could be it could be really high. I mean, definitely more valuable than Corey Coleman. Oh, he could – I'm not going to say a starter, but he can definitely be a rotational wide receiver four for us. Absolutely. So, yeah, my ceiling for Darius Layton, if he turns out to be Corey Coleman-esque, I'm happy. Yeah. What about you? I, no, I totally agree. I think Slayton – everybody's been waiting to see him play, and he, and he dazzled in the first uh, – his first uh, preseason. Um, another question from Jason Hunwell. Thank you for uh, for hitting us up on Twitter. He says, "Do you think the divide over Eli Manning amongst fans stems from the fact that some two Super Bowls are enough, but to others the thirteen seasons of zero playoff wins take some of the shine off those two seasons? It hasn't been consistent run by any means." That that's a great question, and obviously I'm an Eli supporter, so. Uh, I might be a little biased here, but I mean, he's playing in New York, so obviously the fans expect the best out of him every single year. And to be honest, he has not, Eli Manning has not played to his level for the last two to maybe three years. And yes, it's always easy to say, well, he Partly has. Partly the Giants' fault, though. The Giants yeah. have not done a good job, and I said this on Twitter as well. The Giants have not done a good job surrounding Eli with the talent he needs to succeed, especially late in his career. So the divide could be there. There's definitely a divided segment of fans who support Eli, which I would be on. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing, though. If, listen, I will take the losing seasons for those two Super Bowls any day of the week, and I'm sure every yeah. other fan in the world. I mean, it. there's fan bases that have been tortured, tortured by, by QB hell. Shout out to Cleveland. Everybody, it's, you know, I wouldn't trade Eli Manning the world. straight up for a quarterback. Probably for anybody. I mean, I wouldn't trade him for Ben Roethlisberger. I wouldn't trade him for Philip Rivers. I wouldn't trade him for who else? Uh, I wouldn't trade him for Tony Romo. And these are guys that are consistently putting up numbers and consistently in the playoffs, but they don't have the the stats. I mean, I know. I think, well, Rivers, well, in terms of stats, they don't have the. In terms well, of career. If you're starting a career. You take Eli over Roethlisberger? 100%. I, I okay. I agree with you, but I think I think there's a lot of people that will disagree. I the reason Look I'm the not going to Ro- say because of the stats. The stats are very similar between the three of them: Rivers, Roethlisberger. And well, Eli's stats are, are higher in, in every single category. No, not true. Yeah, not true. No, he has more touchdowns. Rivers, no, Rivers is higher in touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to stat check that. But either either way, if you look at Ben Roethlisberger, he's been spoiled with talent since yes, he's been drafted. That is true. And Eli Rivers. Rivers Right now, especially the last few years. River, Philip Rivers has never won a meaningful football game in his life. Yes. Why would you take him over Eli Manning? I Roethlisberger, mean, you can make a, a you good could, case. Okay, you, uh, you, could, you can make a case that you'd rather have Ben Roethlisberger over Eli Manning for a career. What, what about durability concerns, though? I mean, yeah, if you give no. Eli Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell for the latter half of his career, yeah, three all-pro linemen and Literally. a Hall of Fame head coach, good defense. then we could have a talk. Yes. But, I mean, listen, I'm not taking Eli over anybody. I'm taking Eli over everybody, I should say. That's a great question, and that's where I believe the divide lies. Uh, Another question we got uh, from Malik again. Thank you for asking questions. Thank you for rocking with us. Um, He wants to know, can Saquon Barkley get the Offensive Player of the Year? What are the chances? I'm going to jump on this one. I think the chances are 
pretty high, honestly. I don't see – I mean, I listen, I think Saquon's going to get very close to 300, um, um, 300 carries this year. He had 260 last year. You give Saquon another 40 carries, you got to tack on – you got to figure he's going to break a couple of those. So I could see Saquon rushing for 1,500 yards this year. I could see him very well surpassing the 720 receiving yards he had last year. I mean, don't be surprised if Saquon pushes uh, Chris Johnson for that that all-purpose um, all-purpose scrimmage yards record. I, I wouldn't be shocked. It's listen, it, it hasn't been broken since obviously Johnson did it back in. It must have been like eight years ago already. I don't probably. know, but I traded him from. Uh, I traded him on my fantasy uh, team that year for Devin Hester. Yeah, I was, oh, yeah, I was like yeah, twelve yeah. years old. That's a whole mess. There. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid trade. Thank I, you. I'm glad you I also there. won last year, so you could. Uh, I'm glad you're in my league. Though, yeah, thank God. No worries. But um, I could see Saquon definitely pushing for 2,500 total yards this year. I don't think that would be out of the realm of possibility, but figure more like 22 to 2,300. Another 15, 16 touchdowns. I think he can definitely push for Offensive Player of the Year this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like Saquon said, um, if he goes, he even said it. He goes, if he if he has two thousand yards and we go five and eleven, he doesn't care. He wants to see us win. And if those yards are going to correlate to more wins, then yeah, his Offensive Player of the Year chances could be pretty high. I mean, he's obviously a top player in the league. Of course. And if his team helps him out and his defense gets off the field, we could win a bunch of games. And I don't see why not. I agree. All right, so let's look on to our next and final. Preseason game before we get into the real, the real, the real deal. We're going to be at Foxborough uh, next Thursday, the last kind of warm up before our regular season. And what are we, what are we looking for? I, we're looking for position battles. So the, obviously, the, you know, uh, season four of the pre, uh, excuse me, um, week four of the preseason is more just you know trying to fill out the roster and see who's really going to make the team. I don't even expect. Definitely, obviously, no Saquon. I don't expect Ingram to play. I think what he played in week in uh, preseason week three was as much as we're going to see him in the preseason. Um, I, I would say we're just looking for for the linebackers. We're looking to see who's going to solidify that running back three spot. A couple of receiver battles. I, I'm excited for. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I mean, every time the Giants get to play, it's going to be great. But I'm just so freaking excited to play Dallas. Um, I'm nervous. I don't know how this <laughs> this new defense is going to mold out to be. But we got out of the preseason relatively healthy, we're, knock on wood. We're, we're very healthy for the most part. And I wouldn't consider putting any, you know, starters on the field yeah. uh, against the Pats. So, I mean, I'm going to stick with that statement there. All right. So, we haven't seen Saquon yet. What's going on? Well, I've been watching YouTube highlights of him, but that's about all we've seen of Saquon Barkley. I mean, his highlight film from rookie years, like... 20 minutes. <laughs> it actually looks like somebody who's playing Madden for He's, three weeks straight and just put together clips of what they did. He is so talented, and I guess because of the Eli-Daniel Jones drama, I mean, by the way, Daniel Jones has taken over this New York media. Yeah. He's the backup. I don't get it. I saw a picture on Twitter. Everybody was, like, crowding over Daniel Jones. There's some background to that. I'll give it All to right, you in so, a second. So if you didn't see the picture, everybody's basically crowding over Daniel Jones trying to get an interview with him. Check out Art Stapleton's Twitter, by the way. He has that posted. And Eli is just chilling. No one's even looking at him. He's putting on his shoes. And I was like, all right, this, this doesn't make sense. Iconic picture, but there, there's some background. Uh, Daniel Jones was finished getting ready. Eli Manning was not um, – he wasn't changed yet. So that that's the reason why – it was all some propaganda. It is some propaganda. propaganda. Everybody bugged out about it, like, "Oh, why aren't they giving Eli?" Like, everybody chill. Like, Daniel Jones was already ready. 
Eli wasn't ready yet, so that's that that's behind the picture. Another side note, I would I saw Nate Burlinson do this. He he went on his show that he gets paid for and he said I was wrong about Daniel Jones. And that's fine. But like, I want everybody who said that. No, you don't need, you, no, it's fine. It's fine. You don't need, we don't need to bash the people that were wrong. But if you're a Giants fan, why, why – if you were not on board about the Daniel Jones, why is it so hard for you to just admit that he's good, he has what it takes, he looks like he's poised and ready to compete, yeah. but for the time being, we have Eli. Yeah. That's I, what it should be. As a fan base, that's where we should go. I, I totally agree with you. The only thing is, people are going to say, Eli Manning does not give the Giants the best chance to win. And that's what I kind of want to move to right now. So essentially looking on to Dallas week one, September 8th, we're going to be there, right? Tent- we're going to tentatively be there. We believe we're going. We're still, we still haven't booked our flights, but I think we're going to we're going we to got a out. lot of things going on for Dallas. I mean, I'd love to go. I, I love that city. Um, just with all the other trips we got going on. School starting up, all that stuff. So we're going to see. We're we're definitely going to Tampa. We're we're hitting Chicago. New England. New England as well. But we'll see if we can get to Dallas. I I think we will. But everybody wants to know, does Daniel Jones give the Giants the best chance to win football games? So I think from an outside perspective, if you're a fan of another team and you don't watch Eli Manning as close as we do, you could look at his stats and say that he's done. He doesn't have what it takes anymore. And you would say, give the young kid a chance, which isn't a bad option. Like, I understand where you're coming from. But when you have someone like Eli Manning, who's done it so consistently and is not going to make the same mistakes as Daniel Jones, that's who you go with week one. I've stood by it, and I'm going to continue to stand by that Eli Manning has the best chance for the Giants to win us games until proven otherwise. Which could very well happen this year. It can absolutely happen. The only the, the thing with Daniel Jones why <laughs> excuse me <laughs> why are you making a joke it's not a joke was it the Popeyes chicken <laughs> oh my god I'll tell you right now I'm hungry I don't know if you're hungry I doubt- I think after this podcast you and I we're gonna go get some we have Popeyes. to finish talking about Daniel Jones but okay. Daniel Jones Eli Manning or Chick Fil A or Popeyes, Popeyes? chicken There's, I just don't who, see who is who is, would you say Eli is Chick Fil A oh he's the reliable guy. Right, you know what you're he's getting. He's got all the sauces. <laughs> he's got all the he's sauces. He's got the sauce. He, he, he's a nice guy. Popeyes is like under the radar. Like you don't know. But what now you're everybody's get. talking about him. He's Popeyes. Popeyes. Danny Popeye Jones. He's got to start eating spinach, no? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, more in, in all seriousness, getting back to being serious, um, Daniel Jones, right now, in my opinion, does not give the Giants the best chance to win. Obviously. In the Giants' opinion, that's the case as well. Because if it, if he did give him the best chance to win, I don't think Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman are, are too concerned about starting Daniel Jones from week one. They just don't believe that he gives them the best chance to win. So until that's the case, Eli Manning is the starter. Hands down, point blank. That's the situation that, if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's yep. what's going to happen. Don't watch the games. Don't watch the games. And if it gets to a point where Daniel Jones is in, I don't I don't want to be in that situation because you guys know what that means. Could it be in a situation where we still have enough chance in the season to maybe salvage it? Yes. But I like I said, we, we already outlined the first four games. I know Golden Tate's suspended, but they're four winnable games. We're not gonna, you know, beat a dead horse with how we think that the Giants could compete early on. But I'm going with Eli and that's it. Another guy that we haven't spoke about too much on this podcast is Saquon Barkley because we haven't seen him. So, Jesse, what do you think he's going to bring week one once he steps back onto that field? How dominant could he be? 
oh he oh he could have he could have like we mentioned before he could have an MVP season this year. I don't think I, I listen. I, I got a question for you. Sure. Could he possibly? Could be, we go to Popeyes right now? No. We no. Finish Popeyes <laughs> okay. But after, could he be stronger, faster, and more elusive than last year? Is it? Can, is there going to be a noticeable the difference? The thing is with that, it doesn't matter if he's. I don't. Can you even get any stronger? That's what I'm asking. No. So, I think he's going to be more. More. He's going to be more ready to play. Like last year, he comes in. Obviously, you know there was no film on him. Well, there's, there's college film, but there's no NFL film on him and, and combine and stuff like that. But like. He's, he knows, like, he's, Saquon's ready to go. It's, it's, it's his second year. He's more comfortable in the offense. It's the second year of the Pat Shermer offense, obviously. we got another motorcycle lunatic flying down the street. Guy just hit three babies. And he, look, look at him. He didn't even stop. Lunatic on the motorcycle. I don't know how many more times i got to talk about motorcycles with the, with the two wheels. But either way, Saquon, second year in the offense. He's ready to roll. I, 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 and like I said, I expect close to 23 to 2,500 yards this year. I absolutely think it can be better than last year, more so because he's going to get more touches. Odell's not yeah. there to take up all the, all the targets and complain, obviously. But Saquon, I, like I said, I think he's going to get 300 carries. He had 91 receptions last year. I, I don't even know if it – I think the, the, the leader in touches for a season is Terrell Davis. And I think it's close to 400. I could be wrong, but – I'm not shocked if Saquon's getting 370 to 400 touches this year. It sounds like a lot, but I the hope Giants so. need it, no? I hope so. I mean, coming off his rookie season, he had the combine that he was doing. Which he, he dominated. He was doing all this unnecessary stuff on his body prior to the season. I, I don't know if you guys like remember. that body shoot? You remember that? No. That saying, guy looks unbelievable. He looks like you. Yeah, well, he's a little darker than me, but he looks unbelievable. So his body was doing unnecessary stuff prior to his season. Now, year two, which is why you usually see an uptick in stats from players going from year one to year two, he's focused on football. He knows exactly what he's getting into. And this offense is 150% surrounded around Saquon Barkley. That's the thing. Last year, it wasn't. The Giants didn't know who they were. They didn't have an identity. Now you know the Giants are a run-first football team. And they're going to they're get him plenty of opportunities in the pass game, just like they did last year. And that, that you, you're touching a good point there with the identity. That's what the Giants have been missing for so many years. We don't have an identity. Yeah. Do we have our franchise quarterback? Is Odell what Odell is? Is, is Landon the, the, the stud on the defense? Yeah. These players are all gone now, and the new faces are going to come in. And it's time to build a new identity, and I'm freaking excited about it. I wrote... Uh, a five-page article that's going to be published and put on our website next few days. Next few days about the status of the Giants, the state of the union. I'm putting everything out there, what I think and why I think we could continue to compete, which I've been saying. And I'm I can't say it enough how excited I am for Week One. So we will be seeing Saquon. We will be seeing Eli. Shepard will be healthy. Yep. We won't be seeing Golden Tate. But will we see Mike Shula? Oh, with the Mike Shula. Every day I hear Mike Shula. Guy, I, he looks great. He's got a good tan. Back in Cabo. Not shocked. <laughs> if we don't go to the game, we obviously won't see him. But if if you're watching on TV, will NBC cut to Mike Shula? They better not. Or else I ain't watching the game anymore. I don't want to see no more Mike Shula. God damn it, Mike Shula. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just just to wrap it up, obviously I briefly touched on it. We're gonna have that article published on there. Ticket uh, giveaways. Yeah, you guys. We're gonna be publishing weekly articles just on the updates, things that happened during the game, our thoughts, our feelings. 
Uh, continue to hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. We love the feedback. We love the interactions. Twitter, remember, guys. Twitter at Row One Sports One. Instagram at Row One Sports. How many days away? We are. You tell me. I don't know. I don't want to count, but it's freaking close. It's got to be two weeks, no? Giants football is back, yes, and we'll sir. see you guys next week post New England game. And uh, looking forward to the regular season. Peace yep. out. I'm heading to Popeyes. <laughs>